Hello, ako si Jidas Cavilan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Rappler Podcast episode kung saan nihimayin natin ang mga maiinit at mahalagang isyu sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Rappler's Newsweek, Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin ang nangyayaring kaguluhan sa loob ng PDP laban. Paano nagsimula ang away na ito? Paanong posibleng maiayos ito sa mga susunod na buwan? Lalo na't papalapit na ang pagpili ng mga kandidato at pag-endorses ng mga ito sa Commission on Elections. Kasama ko ngayon ang senior campaign reporters sa sila Pia Ranada at Camille Alemia para talakayin ang isyong ito. Hi Pia and Camille, thank you for joining me today. Hi Jody. Thank you for having us. So Camille, before we discuss what's happening now, can you give us a brief background of PDP Laban as a political party? Kailan ba nagumpisa ang PDP Laban at ano ang significance nito sa political arena in general sa bansa natin? Okay, so PDP Laban initially, ano yan, it's a marriage of two political parties. It was established in 1982. So una, PDP. Ang ibig sabihin nun, Partido Demokratiko Pilipino. It was headed by Senator Coco Pimentel's dad, si late Senate President Nene Pimentel. Tapos, PDP Laban, so yung second one is Laban, which was a political party established by former Senator Ninoy Aquino. And then they decided to join forces 1982. Mainly talaga, it's to fight the Marcos regime, martial law. And then now, of course, I mean, it has evolved for, I think, ang tandaan na 30 plus years na siya and it has evolved from a small party or from an opposition party tapos naging, as in ano na lang siya parang naging pimental party na lang siya for the longest time and then now it was the political vehicle of President Duterte when he ran in 2016 and now it's the so-called ruling party so I said so-called kasi parang ang hirap for President Duterte marami din kasi siyang ibang parties na sinusuportahan pero yun talaga yung affiliated with siya PDP Laban Uh, so Pia, Camille mentioned na ruling party ngayon yung PDP Laban kasi Duterte ran under PDP Laban in 2016. Can you remind us or let us help us recall, bakit siya napunta or paano siya napunta sa party din na to? How would you describe the relationship or connection of Duterte sa party before 2016? Mm. So, si ano naman, si Duterte, even before National entering the 2016 campaign, member na siya before or may links na siya before with PDP Laban. And if you remember, in the late 1990s and 2000s, congressman si Duterte, eh. siya yung uh, isang representative of the Davao City Districts. So, yung nangyari doon, in Congress, nag-join rin siya sa PDP Laban as a national party. And in fact, si Nene Pimentel mismo yung nag-swear in sa kanya noong 2001 for him to enter PDP Laban. So, yun yung kanyang foray into PDP Laban. And we also know that ever since naman, meron din siyang affinity to the concept of federalism. And isa rin yun sa mga advocacies ng PDP Laban na Coco Pimentel, yung turning the Philippines into a federal republic. So, of course, hindi mo maalis dyan yung connections ni Duterte to Mindanao politicians. And yung mga Pimentels are primarily from Mindanao, from Cagayan de Oro. So, may connection rin doon from before. But then, syempre, yung career naman ni Duterte, it spans decades. So, so may mga times na hindi na siya kasari sa PDP Laban kasi he had to join other coalitions because he was running in local politics naman sa Davao City. So, nung uh, mga years or or during the months leading up to the elections ng 2016, sumali na naman siya sa PDP Laban kasi nga may mga odiok sa kanya to run for president. Yun na yung biglang may substitution and he ended up becoming the standard bearer of PDP Laban. Yes. So, Camille, fast forward to now, to this year. Let's talk about siguro what's happening now in the party. 
ano ang main issue sa conflict na nakikita natin na dapat malaman ng publiko? I think ang pinaka-important kasi like, okay, ang daming sinasabi ng dalawang factions, di ba? Pero ultimately, it's just power play, power struggle for the 2022 elections. Kasi it's the ruling party, tapos may mga grassroots membership and all. So yun ang pinagtatalunan. Pero how it started? para ang sinasabi nila... It started in December 2020 when all of a sudden, for the other faction, all of a sudden daw, si Senator Coco Pimentel, which was the party president, biglang nirelinquish na yung post niya to Senator Manny Pacquiao. Matagal lang sinasabi ni Coco to, even when I was covering the Senate, na parang mapupunta yon yung leadership sa next highest official. Kasi siya yung, at that time, party president siya, kasi Senate president siya. So obviously, kanina yung next na mapupunta. So, sa senator din. So, ang binigay niya kay Senator Manny Pacquiao, which did not sit well with the other faction. Kasi, parang yun nga, na bakit biglang si Pacquiao na, eh, iba-iba na yung political agenda, especially 2021 ngayon, na next year election na. So, andyan na yung kanya-kanyang moves na sila. So, doon nag-start yun. Tapos, nag-meeting na rin nga with President Duterte, si Senator Manny Pacquiao last February. And supposedly, Sources from both factions confirmed na doon nga sinabihan daw ni President Duterte si Manny na Manny, huwag ka na tumakbo ng presidente. So I think parang since then, nakikita natin yung changes sa Tony Senator Manny na mas ano na siya, vocal na siya sa pag-criticize. Which was really sobrang nakakagulat. Kasi alam naman natin, or even our listeners siguro, mapapansin naman nila na dati sobrang magkaibigan yan, tas todo protecta siya kay President Duterte, pero biglang ngayon, tinitira na niya, pati allies ni President Duterte. So, yun yun. So, yun, remind lang, no, to the two factions, can you remind me, sino ang mga key persons involved sa bawat faction na to? Okay, so the first faction, ito yung Coco Pimentel and Manny Pacquiao group. The other faction, it's led by Secretary Al Cusi, and of course, it's supported by President Rodrigo Duterte, and andito rin siyempre sila Senator Bongo. Yun yung dalawang magkalaban. Bale, parang, think of it this way, yung original or parang yun yung may may habol na legacy versus yung mga bago na want to use it for 2022. Parang ganun yung gustong iportray ni Senator Coco. Old-timers versus itong mga opportunists. Parang ganun. Ano yan, no? loaded word yung old-timers versus the opportunities. No? Pero, Pia, Camille mentioned na sa isang faction ay andun yung Duterte faction. No? And Duterte is party chairperson, if I remember correctly. To what extent is he involved in this conflict? Tingin mo? Kasi of course, yung naridig natin sa mga everyday ay yung sila Scusi and sila Pacquiao. Pero the overall general conflict of this, tingin mo gaano ka-extend yung involvement ni Duterte? And siguro remind us, gaano ba siya ka-involved? Or kamusta siya bilang party chairperson? Well, yung narrative kasi ng faction ngayon ni Al Cusi and even Malacanang is si Duterte never involved himself with the PDP-Laban internal conflict. Kasi supposedly, busy siya with COVID-19, with the problems of the country. Pero kung iisipin mo, like, the more I cover and listen to the officials who are involved here, parang I get the feeling that Duterte is actually encouraging the divisions. Kasi if you think about it, if Duterte really wanted to stop the bickering, really wanted to unite the parties and to resolve the disagreements, isang meeting lang na ipatawag niya, kaya niya yun eh. Pero hindi niya ginawa. As in, he even let it play out in public na ang pangit-pangitignan. Tapos, he allowed for the Kusi faction to badmouth Pacquiao. And siya mismo, nagbitaw rin siya ng mga insults kay Pacquiao. So parang, 
may feeling talaga ako na this is a power grab and it's because Duterte would like to have control of the party and be able to choose his own candidates without the added baggage, quote-unquote, of the Pimentel side. Na alam naman niya na it's a, quote-unquote, Pimentel party and yung legacy ni Pimentel, yung kanyang tatay, co-founded the party. So, siguro parang ang feeling nakuha ko dito is he is allowing his loyalists to take control of the party and he will support them all the way because he would like to have a say in who they will endorse in 2022. And mukhang mangyari VP siya, and then maybe presidente si either Sada or Bongo. Baka yun yung iniisip niya. And alam niya that the Pimentels would not want that. Number one, because may gusto siyang ibang presidential bet, which looks like Manny Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. So Pia, on July 17, Duterte, belittled Senator Coco Pimentel, parang anlaking deal nito kasi we know nga as you mentioned kanina, na-mention ni Camille, na vehicle ang PDP laban sa presidential run ni Duterte. Ever since parang laging backup na ng mga pimentals si Duterte since 2016, the fact that this is the first time na nangyari ito, with his choice of words, ano sinasabi nito sa gulong na ngayon? How's the relationship of Duterte and Pimentel prior to this moment? Hmm. Si Pimentel and Duterte, yung kanilang relationship would be Parang medyo gamitan yung dating kasi syempre Duterte used PDP laban to have a political party na may pangalan nationally to be his parang backer during the 2016 elections. While Pimentel, syempre, is also in a way using Duterte to ensure that influential siya yung party niya and hopefully to push for yung federalist advocacies ng party niya. But at the same time, may civil relationship na working together, di ba parang may distance na very polite and very supportive and protective of each other. Parang, if you have my back, I have your back. Pero I feel that yung nangyari sa July 17, parang yun na yung Duterte bearing his colors, bearing his intentions. And if you notice, he really left it medyo to the last minute. Kasi all, all this time, di ba, quiet siya eh. Ma- marami nang nangyaring bangayan before the July 17 meeting. But it was only in that meeting where, ano na, nagsabi na siya ng kanyang stance. Like, finally, he made it clear to everyone which faction he was supporting by, yun, witnessing the elections and being there when announced si Pimentel and si Pacquiao. So, big deal yun, very big deal. And mas clear na ngayon yung political moves ni Duterte. And what's kind of sad is that si Pimentel, despite being spoken of slightingly by Duterte, ano pa rin siya, very diplomatic. In some ways, parang yung mga statements niya, playing safe. Because mm-hmm. maybe he thinks that he doesn't want to shut the door. He doesn't want to alienate or antagonize Duterte. Because after all, Duterte is still the president. He's still a formidable political force. So maybe Pimentel is trying to be wise or safe, play it safe. Siguro pwede mag- mag-return yung ganong political cloud and influence sa kanya if magpan out yung some sort of resolution between the two factions. Pia, you interviewed Coco Pimentel after the fact na Duterte belittled him, di ba? Mm-hmm. Ano bang magiging epekto sa kanya if maging all-out siya na labanan si Presidente tulad ng ginagawa ni, siguro, very least, ginagawa ni Pacquiao. Kasi Pacquiao was hitting the corruption allegations of the Duterte admin, di ba? Kung gano'n ang gagawin ni Coco Pimentel, ano yung posibleng mangyari sa kanya? Siguro it would be, because Pimentel is a politician, alam naman natin na politicians will always have a long-term diba, vision for themselves na hindi lang tatapos yung kanilang career with, for example, being senator. I mean, politicians tend to think ahead and malamang si Pimentel, tatay rin niya, was a long-time politician. So I think that he's trying to play safe because Duterte is popular, diba? he has the survey ratings, he has all the influence that comes with his position, but also the influence that comes with popularity. And hindi lame dog si Duterte, hindi rin siya irrelevant sa 2022 elections. In fact, he might even be one of the more 
persuasive forces in the elections that could yung kanyang endorsement would carry a lot of weight. So, siguro, although si Camille is more of an expert on Pimentel kasi na-cover niya ever since, di ba? Yan, yan yung feeling ko as a, just looking at how these politicians work. But, Camille, anong, anong palagay mo? Ako, I think like si Senator Coco is somehow afraid of what President Duterte can do pa. I mean, alam naman niya mm-hmm. to what extent ang kayang gawin ni President Duterte once he considers you an enemy. So parang sa ganun, nakikita ko yun yung reason for being like this now. Yung sinabi niya sa isa interview na parang, alam mo yun, sorry for the word, pero parang ang martyr niya na wala sa lugar. Kasi siguro parang mm-hmm. nagami siyang kinatatakutan. And like sinabi ni Pia, ang dami pang pwedeng mangyari. So ayaw din niyang harangin muna mm-hmm. by, alam mo yun, being mm-hmm. contradictory. Pero kasi like si Senator Coco, Hindi rin kasi siya, like, I've covered him since 2012. And the way I knew him, masyado siyang cerebral. And pag nagpapa-interview siya, bihira siya mag-outburst. So medyo mm. controlled yon So lalo kong naiisip na this is really a part of a plan. Kasi nga, doon sa natatakot siya. Kasi nakita naman talaga natin, parang inichipwera niya yung PDP laban na ginamit ni President Duterte, inichipwera niya ng ganun-ganun na lang. So, ano pa bang hindi niya pwedeng kayang gawin? So, yun yun. I think may fear talaga doon. Hindi ba nito severely maapektuhan yung legacy ng tatay ni Coco Pimentel who started this party? Actually, matagal nang apektado. So, parang alam mo yun, like, the first time was nung pinayagan na ilibing sa sa libingan ng mga bayani si Ferdinand Marcos. Kasi, let's remember yung start ng PDP laban. It was established mainly to fight martial law. Nung ginawa ni Duterte yun, si Senator Coco, I think like, nag-express lang siya ng against siya doon. Pero it still sugar-coated, alam mo yun. Tapos walang stand mismo yung Senate. At the time, he was the Senate President, and at the time, wala rin stand yung PDP laban. So dun pa lang, I can say, it was tarnished na. Uh, I would ask you later yung mga nakikita yung mga possible na prior indications before sila magkagulo. But yun nga, ang komplikado ng mga nangyayari lately at parang mas magiging komplikado pa at magiging mas magugulo ba siya habang dadaan yung mga araw nyo. Pero for sure, ang dami pa nating aabangan ng mga posibleng mangyari. Pero bago tayo tumungo sa parte na yon, let's take a short break and listen to some Rappler podcast overviews. The next time, wag ninyo akong pariginigin ng revolusyon. Naku, Diyos ko. Yan ang mas delikado sa COVID. Eh, kung mag-revolusyon kayo, you will give me the free ticket to stage a counter-revolution. How I wish you would do it. Don't understand what President Rodrigo Duterte is saying? Want to know the story behind his words? Listen to Seat of Power, Rappler's political podcast about the Duterte presidency. Hosted by me, P. Renada, Rappler's Malacanang Beat Reporter. Malinaw sa amin kung anong alam terorista eh. You say that the DOJ has a very clear concept of what a terrorist is, but it was also the DOJ who filed the prescription case. Well, I would like to think that that, would, that is a real, ano, that's a real lesson. Is there a risk though that we will never know the state of his health ever again? We can end up that way, in the same way that uh, the Supreme Court has rendered several constitutional provisions inert. How hopeful are you that this Supreme Court under this administration 
will exhibit a proactive attitude towards protecting human rights. What is before us is a Supreme Court that has overwhelmingly, for a few exceptions, one or two, in favor or on the side of the state power. A law that is not understood is a law that is easy to weaponize. I am Lian Buan, Rappler's Justice Reporter. Listen to Law of the Tertaland podcast. And together with leading lawyers of the country, let's unpack the pressing legal issues and the Duterte government. Hi, welcome back to Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. I am Judesca Villan and we're here with Rappler Senior Campaign Reporters Pia Ranada and Camille Alemia. Pinag-uusapan namin ang mga nangyayaring gulo sa PDP laban. Camille, uh, siguro is this the first time na may ganitong conflict na ganito kalala sa loob ng PDP laban? Actually, hindi ito yung first time na may infighting. Kasi dumating na nga sa point na talagang may breakaway group eh. Like for example, noong 1988, nagkahiwalay between the PDP Laba Nene Pimentel camp and the camp of Jose Pepin Coanco. So parang may ibang gustong suportahan or parang may mga associated sa Pepin Coanco camp na mga Marcos ally. So humiwalay si Nene Pimentel doon. And then after that, meron din nung 1989, yung PDP laban din, meron ding another faction naging LDP or laban ng Demokratikong Pilipino. And if I remember it correctly, ito yung affiliated with Senator Ed Angara, the late Senator Angara. Tapos ito nga, most recently, before this Duterte fiasco or Duterte involvement, yung 2013 onwards, 2013 to 2014, PDP laban din si former Vice President Jeju Marbinay. Super BFF talaga sila ni Senator Nene. And then what happened was, si Senator Coco kasi tumakbo siya noong 2007 pero nadaya siya. Yung votes na para sa kanya, napunta kay Senator Mig Zubiri. Parang ganun. So, uh-huh. as number 12 na senator. So, anyway, eh, ang nangyari, naniniwala nga si Coco, and it was proven by the Senate Electoral Tribunal na nadaya siya ni Zubiri. Pero, noong 2013, pinatakbo pa rin ni Binay dun sa slate nila si Zubiri. So, parang na-offend si Coco. At that time, si Coco was very principled na hindi, hindi ako tatakbo with a man who cheated me. Kasi parang for the longest time, like for five years, six years, wala siya sa pwesto. And they could have been, ano ha, colleagues ng dad niya. So ganun kagrabe yung galit niya. Or ni galit, pero yung paninindigan niya. So mm-hmm. yun yung nangyari. Tapos eventually umalis na rin si Binay. I think ang difference ngayon is that, di ba ang nangyari dati, parang may umaalis, pero the PDP laban itself, may control pa rin ang Pimentel. Pero ngayon, uh, with what's happening with President Duterte, hindi natin alam kailan siya titigil and kung mawalan na talaga ng control si Coco and the Pimentel camp doon sa tinayo ng tatay niya. Yun yung question. Ang sinasabi nga lagi nila, Coco, why not leave and create your own party? So parang the way I read it, sige na umalis na kayo pero ibigay niyo na sa amin yung PDP laban. Pero that's not what's happening now. So yun yung babantayan natin. So far, mukhang hindi i-give up nila Duterte yung hold sa PDP laban. So, hindi natin alam kung saan may iwan sila Coco nun. Is Coco Pimentel the last semblance of the the former the founders of the PDP laban? Yung gusto nilang originally aim? What do you mean? Pa, parang kung siya na lang. Oo, siya na lang talaga. Kasi dati parang andun pa yung Binay Camp eh. Pero wala na. So, siya na lang talaga. 
so given the context of the previous infightings and then what's happening now, Pia and Camille, nasurpresa pa ba kayo na nangyayari na ito ngayon, ganito kalala na? Meron ba kayo nakikita ang prior indications na magkakaroon ng ganitong problema within PDP Laban under Duterte again? Hindi ako na-surprise in the sense na may infighting ulit. Kasi noong 2018, I forgot to mention earlier, meron ding infighting na parang, if I'm not mistaken, dating kaklase yun ni President Duterte, na parang eventually na-declare na panalo naman sila Coco. Pero the mere fact na may isang taong related din kay Duterte na hindi niya napigilan, alam mo yun, na-escalate pa hanggang Supreme Court, COMELEC yung issue. So parang medyo it's a sign na, na ang shaky na ng PDP laban. And the way kasi si Duterte parang gusto niya na I don't know, Pia, kung tama yung observation ko na parang gusto niyang pinaghihiwalay. Kaya ang dami-dami rin niyang allies na not necessarily from party mates. So it's not surprising. But what surprised me was the fact na Duterte will attack Manny Pacquiao. Because I covered Pacquiao nung nag-start siya mag-senator 2016 and never in my imagination <laughs> na maririnig ko yung mga sinasabi ni Duterte against Pacquiao. Because Pacquiao was like, alam mo yun, the obedient student. Lahat talaga, lahat ng gusto ng malakan niya, ibo-volunteer niya na siya gumawa. Parang ganun. Yeah. Yeah. Para sa akin yung fracturing within PDP Laban, surprising siya in the sense na obviously it's an unexpected and shocking move now in terms of the normal run of events. Pero in terms of what Duterte would do, hindi siya ganun ka-surprising because Duterte thrives in these kinds of scenarios and very Duterte move nga yung nangyari. Kasi si Duterte hindi naman siya party man in the sense na hindi siya yung type to really focus on building a party, making sure it's strong, and building institutions. Hindi siya institution builder. Hindi siya ganun ka-concerned about, for example, preserving party constitution or bylaws, mga ganun. Um, si Duterte talagang more of a politician for himself. He is someone who will protect his political ambition and those of his very loyal supporters, but not so much a vision of having a party that will diba, endure past him. Nisha ganun mag-isip. And even the party he ran under sa Davao City, ginawa yung party na yun actually for him eh. Hindi naman mm-hmm. siya parang party na ever since the beginning of time in Davao nandun na. Ginawa siya para sa kanyang political career and ever since it's always been associated with him. Yung fact na may infighting, it's Duterte checking who's loyal to him. And the reason why nagkakaganito is because Duterte doesn't think that the Pimentel faction would want to go in his direction. Alam niya na si Pimentel, may iba siyang political trajectory or ibang political decisions na hindi siya papayag easily with what Duterte wants. Kaya itong faction na to, the ones he's siding with, represents the people who he thinks align din kanyang political ambitions and papayag sa gusto niyang mangyari. Kasi mukhang yung gusto nga niyang mangyari, medyo unconventional, di ba? He's pushing for a VP run, which, let's face it, Pimentel is not the only ally of Duterte who is against Duterte running again in 2022. So he's just making sure that he has control of a party and that kumbaga consolidating control in the party and he's making sure that yung mga loyal sa kanya yung empowered kaya niya sinusupport yung Kusi faction Mm-mm. Camille, you mentioned kanina na nakita mo na, na years before na shaky na yung leadership ng PDP Laban as compared to the previous years especially under the first years of Nene Pimentel Are yung factors na tingin mo that could have contributed to this state? Shaking leadership nila kasi primarily because of Duterte. Una, nakita ko yon nung natanggal na isipin mo yung parang dati maliit lang na partido yung PDP laban tapos di ba lumaki sila. The usual naman with any reigning political party. Pero ang nangyari kasi si Coco was the Senate President and remember si Alvarez yung House Speaker. So natanggal sila. So parang nawalan na ng 
nawala na sila ng ascendancy, so to speak, no mga 2018-2019. Kasi at that time, sila yung political leaders ng PDP laban. Pero natanggal sila, na-oust sila sa House and Senate. So it spoke a lot about them. So yun yung pinaka-nakikita kong reason. And of course, kagaya na sinabi ni Pia, si Duterte talaga yung number one na problem ng PDP laban. And sinasabi ko nga sa mga source sa... Uh, PDP Laban Pimentel Camp na parang in a way, nakakaaway nangyayari sa inyo because I know the emotional attachment you have with PDP Laban pero it's also your fault. The way I put it nga parang you're being attacked by the monster you protected for lack of better term. <laughs> That's a nice point, no? Pero looking back in the last two years, one year siguro of what's been happening, Camille, tingin mo at some point, Meron bang dapat ginawa yung mga opisyal ng PDP Laban that could have prevented yung mga nangyayari ngayon? Ang pinaka naiisip ko kasi, like, whatever Duterte wants, Duterte again. So, parang kahit ano, like, siguro umuo sila kay Duterte. Or, pero inisip ko, with the current issues nung other faction, ha, baka pwedeng nagpa-meeting or nagpa-voting dun sa kung sino mga next officers. Pero again, hindi tayo sure if they did that, kung hindi ba mangyayari to Kasi pwede naman silang makaisip ng other reasons, di ba? So parang mm-hmm. hindsight na lang yung sinasabi ko. Pero hindi ko rin alam kasi Duterte can do whatever he wants. Yeah. So parang talagang kung ano lang gustong gawin yung Duterte, dapat if they follow the law, they could have prevented what's happening now. Yeah. Or minsan iniisip ko kung alam ni Coco, syempre, you know your allies like this, ganito yung strengths niya, ganito yung weaknesses niya. So, sana na-foresee niya na possibly ito yung pwedeng mangyari. So, naglagay na siya ng mga tao in place. Pero, again, yeah. ano na lang to benefit of hindsight. <laughs> Pia, tingin mo ganun nga, na if the faction of Pimentel followed what Duterte wanted or what the Duterte allies wanted, na prevent itong gulo na to, I think that at the end of the day, I would lay the blame on this, on Duterte as party chairman. I mean, the fact na hindi siya party leader type. Dapat nakita rin yun ng mga PDP Laban members na may danger talaga na ma-hijack yung party nila. But also on Duterte's side naman, di ba? Parang sana naman may konting guilt siya <laughs> na nagkakaganito and parang he's basically turning everything upside down for his political ambitions, for those of his political allies' ambitions. Kasi yun na nga, as I said earlier, na feel ko maayos naman to kung may usapan lang eh. Kasi si Pimentel and Pacquiao were actually both sides of the factions were already naman willing to reach out, supposedly. And in fact, si Duterte had two chances to meet with either Pacquiao or Pimentel para mapag-usapan nga yung itong rift. So si Duterte either... Ayaw niya talagang makipag-meet because gusto niya magsabong sila or wala lang siyang pake. And ako, I don't believe that he is just too busy dealing with the problems of the nation. Kasi important sa kanya yung 2022 eh. So, hindi ako maniniwala doon. Kaya ako, I would lay the blame for this rift on Duterte squarely. He might have actually done it on purpose. And I think that sayang din kasi dapat nalaman din ng PDP laban na they're handing their party over to someone who doesn't really know how to take care of a party. So, yeah. So, para ano siya, no? Hashtag hanap gulo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pero, so, knowing all of that, all of those things, Pia and Camille, ano yung possible worst-case scenario na sitwasyon na to? Do you think there's no turning back? Ano ba yung at stake here? So, let's start with Camille. I think for me, yung nakikita ko lang na worst-case scenario is 
for PDP laban yung mawala talaga sa kanila. Sa past interviews with Coco, ang naging worst case scenario na naiisip nila is mawala sa kanila yung party. Tapos, manalo yung kandidato ng PDP laban and then i-fold yung party. So, wala na at all. So, yun yung tinitignan nila. Pero I think in the near future, I think the fact lang na makuha talaga tas yung wala silang say at all. Not even Pacquiao eh, but Coco Pimentel himself. Parang for me, yun yung worst. Namatay na si Senator Nene. So, parang nawala na rin yung PDP laban. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, worst case scenario for me yung same as Camille, but for the reason that it will just prove once again that popularity can ruin our political system, diba? Na parang mm. just because a candidate is popular, parang everybody bends over backwards na. And that's sad. And itong party rift, kung manalo nga yung ibang faction and hindi ma-resolve to, it will just prove na this playbook will work. And uh-huh. in, to a certain extent, I agree with Coco Pimentel na it's, it is a dangerous precedent. Kasi nga makita ng ibang tao how they can rest control from, di ba, make such a division. Kasi nangyari naman before yung bandwagoning, di ba, people leaving their original party and moving to another. But itong nangyayari, parang 2.0 eh, na why leave a party when you can simply grab control of it and parang steal it from one group and then diba, totally reconfigure it to your shape and size because just because you're popular and, di ba, you call the shots. So it's just another instance of popularity being the end-all, be-all game. And that's sad for Philippine politics and Philippine yeah. democracy. Are you seeing any way that this could be resolved? Hmm. Ah, parang ang hirap. <laughs> parang ang iniisip ko na lang nga talaga. Ano eh, Comelec and Supreme Court. Kasi for mm-hmm. sure, ilalaban niya ng both parties. At least uh-huh. for la Coco side lalo. And uh-huh. I don't think naman na mag-give up si Duterte, especially now, sa lahat na nang ginawa nila, nakapag-national assembly na, and then, alam mo yun, all the attacks. So I think yun na lang talaga yun. Supreme Court and Comelec, which is controlled then by Duterte appointees. Hmm. So yun. And parang it will take a lot of time pa, no? And malapit na ang filing of yeah. CO exactly. So parang medyo malabo nga yung route na yan, no? Gusto ko rin malaman din na, na general view, Pia and Camille, why do you think political parties in the Philippines are vulnerable sa gaitong mga kontrobersiya, sa gaitong mga gulo? Kasi we don't have a law, di ba? Para ang tagal-tagal na nun. I remember, meron dating proposed law or proposed bill under Aquino pa na yun yung Political Party Reform Act. Just ko, grabe yung mga editors natin. Bata pang reporters, may ganun na. Pero hanggang ngayon, hindi naman nila pinapasa. Siyempre, it's more beneficial for these politicians na wala yun kasi pera-pera labanan. Wala kasi tayong party system. Yeah. Pia? I also think na in relation to that, yung mga Pinoy, hindi tayo invested sa parties, sa political parties. Compare mo sa states na Diba, may mga liberals, may mga republicans, and in some cases, parang families, whole families identify themselves as liberal versus republicans. So parang people really identify with parties and they care about those parties. So imagine mo kung ito yung mangyayari sa liberal parties states, diba? Maraming aangal dyan, may magkakarali, diba? Parang hindi pwede mangyayari yun. Pero ngayon kasi, parang who cares about PDP laban fighting? I mean, for normal people, diba? Like, wala silang pake, they, they don't even know PDP Laban. They might not have even heard of it. They don't know what it stands for. So, because of that, diba? Parang politicians think they can do whatever they want. Kasi anyway, hindi naman ma-affect yung boto nila. Wala naman pake yung mga citizenry kung political butterfly sila or hindi. Kasi wala naman silang concept of party and they're not loyal to the party. They're loyal to the personality. So, hmm. yun lang yung nangyayari. Na parang it's just gonna perpetuate the status quo. Yeah, and besides, kaya ayaw nilang ipasa yung I think ha, kasi tagal-tagal ng pending yan sa different congresses, yung 
Political Party Reform Act. Kasi syempre, mas magbe-benefit nga sa mga politiko if personality-based politics. Kasi isipin mo, kung walang personality-based politics, yung pagtutulong sa mga tao, wala na silang edge makakuha ng boto. So, really yun yun. Yeah. And then for my last question, I wanted to like call out, siguro call to action sa ating mga listeners, sa ating mga audience. Bakit importante na bantayan yung mga movements na ganito, yung mga ganitong nangyayari sa mga political parties like nangyayari sa PDP Laban? Considering na less than a year before the elections pa naman, wala pa namang filing na COC, bakit importante na bantayan mga to? Well, for one, it shows the colors of a politician. It shows the colors of a leader na what they really stand for or the fact that they don't stand for anything. And they're just out for their ambitions. One way to measure the sincerity of a candidate or whether or not they're rooted in values you believe in. And another thing is, it's also a way for people to open up to the fact that we don't have a good party system. And maybe to show them na kailangan in some way maging parcel of that, building a better party system for the Philippines. Para yung politicians natin, from the beginning... Parang nakubog sila with one diba, value system and citizens can then be a better judge. May better pag-filter ng mga politicians natin. Hindi lang dahil anak siya ng ganito or mayaman siya. Party systems kasi they will root out, weed out, and train future leaders and wala tayong ganun. So we should care about the fact that we don't have that system in place. Yeah, and I agree with Pia. And also, specifically sa PDP Laban, parang I think it's important for the public to know and to see the movements. Kasi makikita nila kung gano'ng ka-power hungry yung mga politicians. Imagine mo, we're in the middle of the pandemic and we're here talking about politics and we're here holding a convention with, alam mo yun, more than how many, mga 50. Tapos nung... Saturday, 100 or 80 plus people na in the middle of the pandemic and then possible na Delta variant. So parang context lang na these people, they don't really care much about the public. I mean, maybe they do, but ultimately, mas mahalaga sa kanila to ensure their position sa elections. Yes. Napaka-eye-opener na episode na to kasi ang dami nagkasabi na ingay lang to nangyayari sa social media, huwag daw pansinin yung gulo ng PDB laban, pero bottom of this, it reflects yung kung gano'ng ka-broken yung system natin sa Pilipinas, not just sa political, but also as, as voters, as Filipinos. So, thank you Pia and Camille for joining me today and for explaining the ins and outs of this PDB laban fiasco and yung mga impact nito na posible sa mga susunod na buwan. Thank you, Judes. Thanks, Jody. Thank you listeners for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rapper and News Race sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. Kung gusto mo na access to exclusive content and events, pwede ka sumali sa Rapper Plus. Kung meron ka namang gusto na topic that you think we should discuss in our podcast, pwede ka mag-email sa investigative at rapper.com. Again, I am Jules Gavilan, and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories.